Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Sanford from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. It's another edition of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're listening around the state this afternoon. Track coach John Stewart is in the First Bank studio here with uh, Dalton and I in Hattiesburg. We're going to be bringing Coach Stewart on the show in the second segment, and we've got a lot of track and field to talk about. So many great things to talk about with the track and field program. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Golden Eagle Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. Next time you have an event, large or small, whether for your church, your business, or whatever, Dickies can cater the event, and they will make it delicious. You can sit back, enjoy the event, and let Dickies do the cooking. I want to thank Dickies Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. All right, Coach Stewart uh, going to be in studio with us uh, for the first three segments of the show, and uh, always glad to have you here, Coach. Oh, thank you very much. Lots to talk about. We're going to get to it. Another incredible performance uh, by your track team, uh, and we're glad that you're here. But our first guest we're going to bring on uh, right now, uh, he just finished his baseball career with the Golden Eagles, pitched 190 innings in 75 games over four years, struck out 164 batters, walking just 60, finished with a career ERA of 4.30, a senior ERA of 3.88, and was a huge, huge part of Golden Eagle pitching over the past four years. Uh, We welcome Stevie Powers to the Eagle Hour for the first time, and Stevie, we're glad to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're we're really happy to have you. Uh, so many things to ask you about. Uh, I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, your first couple of years, you uh, you were a relief pitcher and a starter slash relief pitcher. You move into the starting role the last two years of your uh, career here. Is that a difficult transition for a young man to go from a relief pitcher to a starter? Yeah, that level it is. You know, you come in and. Uh, as a high school kid for me, uh, you know, and it's a huge jump from high school baseball to Division One level. And, um, you know, being from Georgia and going all the way out to Mississippi, uh, that was also, you know, a big jump for me. But really the transition to uh, being a starter in college, you know, I had to kind of get back to my high school days a little bit. And obviously the competition's a lot better, but at that level. Um, but, yeah, so being a, being a reliever at first, you know, I had to kind of change my mindset kind of into a starter's mentality and, Find, figure out how to kind of groove my way into games, you know, from the start to the finish rather than just for maybe one inning or, you know, one out, depending on the day. So it was definitely a big transition, and it's tough to make, but uh, I felt like, you know, there was a bunch of us on the staff the past couple of years that have done a good job at doing that. Right. One of the things that I enjoyed about watching you uh, more than any uh, during your four-year career is, is your enthusiasm and, and how fired up at times you would get Never on better display than the Sunday game against Florida Interna- Florida Atlantic in the conference championship game. When uh, when you're called on to come back and and make another weekend appearance uh, in the tournament, 
And uh, you were pretty pumped up, Stevie. I think you got the whole crowd pretty revved up. Yeah, I was excited about that one. You know, that was a good day for me. Um, you know, I, I kind of struggled in my start earlier in the week. Um, didn't really feel the best um, health-wise, but uh, tried to battle through it. Didn't do a very good job. We still got the win against Marshall, so I wasn't obviously complaining about that. But um, when the coaches, you know, gave me and Walker Powell a chance to come back on Sunday and, and give our team a chance to win a championship, you know, we were super pumped and you know, those are the type of moments that you play college baseball for, and those are the type of moments that you commit to programs like Southern Miss to, to play for. So when I got that shot, you know, my last year to, to, to win a championship game for us, you know, I was extremely excited. And, you know, I think obviously that kind of showed, I guess, on the mound. I, I don't really, you know, notice what I'm doing at the, in the moment. But <laughs> looking back, you know, people uh, like to watch that kind of stuff. I like to watch that from other people, too. So it makes the game exciting, makes it fun, and, you know, obviously it was just an in-the-moment type thing. Well, no, you're right. It, it gears up the excitement, not only on the field, but in the crowd. And it just makes it a great experience for everybody. So I uh, I commend you on that. I, I think Thank that's you. exactly uh, what we want to see out of baseball players. Now, I'm going to throw you a curveball, Stevie. All right. I have the track and field coach sitting in the studio with me, Coach John Stewart. And as I'm sure you know, they're really on a roll themselves. Baseball and track and field – two hottest sports at Southern Miss. Now, i got to agree. Stevie, if, if you had four more years of eligibility and you were going to pitch yourself to, uh, to Coach Stewart here, what mm-hmm. could Stevie Powers do to help the track and field team? What would your event be? Well, I, I would tell well, – first off, Coach, congratulations on a great year. you got a lot of great athletes, a lot of them of which are my friends, uh, male and female athletes who – I've gotten to know there, and, and we enjoy hanging out on and off the field uh, in the classroom and stuff. you got a great group of uh, athletes, and I really commend you guys on a great year. But um, if I had to, uh, to, I guess, put myself out there, um, I, probably the, the person that I'm closest with on the track and field team is Thomas Peters. And so I would say that, you know, I feel like maybe I could throw the javelin further than him. I'm not sure. I don't know if my technique is all – uh, you know, there, but I feel like you you could do a pretty good job at getting me there. So that's that's going to be my pitch. You know, I'm not bad at throwing a baseball, and so I'm, I'm going to put myself out there and say I can compete with the javelin in my hand as well. Hey, you got it. We'll work it out then. Left-handed javelin. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's you know an advantage or a disadvantage or if that's even a thing. But hey, you don't want to go to work right now. Stuff. Let's just figure out four more years for you. Let's. We'll, you know, hey, I, you're right. We'll I'm, be, uh, I told my mom. My mom's ready for me to get a job. You know, and start you know paying for my own stuff. But you know, hey, I'm I'd stay in college for another four years and throw a javelin as long as I could. Yeah, we'll just put a wig on you and, you know, yeah. some, just a little plastic surgery and you'll be Leon no. Sandcastle or something like that. And <laughs> that, Hey, that's fine. I, I can't, I will say I can't jump like John can, so there's no, uh, there's no room for me there. Uh, I don't think I could become some All-American that can jump <laughs> off the freaking whole track. But, you know, hey, I can give it a chance. I don't think I can compete with him, but Thomas Peters and I, I think we, we can go at it. All right, sure. Stevie, it's official. If we can figure this out, you'll stick around for another four more years of college, right? Yes, sir. Figure. I'm, I'm in. Maybe we can get an agreement with Coach Barry or something and figure something out, talk to the AD and all that. You might want to talk to your mom based on what you just said about Yeah, her. you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to save her for last. I'm going to talk to her last, you know, right. and then just go back from Georgia right after I talk to her. So right. you can't be too mad. There you go. All right, Luke, get in here with Stevie Powers. 
Stevie, uh, great to have you on the show. Let me just reassure you, there's very few people on the planet that can jump like John Warren, so you're off the hook on that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, Thank you. One, one of the adjectives that has been used to describe you over the last four years, but particularly this year, is just gutsy. I mean, every time you go out there, you gutted it out. Man, you to perform at the, the way that you did this year, and it came out, I guess, about two weeks ago, man, how, how injured you were this year. And I've just been amazed down the stretch uh, at how you demonstrated you know, such a competitive nature. And uh, you were a warrior out there on the mound. We talked about it all year. How difficult was it for you, you know, looking back over this year, for you to perform like you did? To be honest, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was really frustrating. Um, you know, my last year, me and Coach Oz talked, a bunch. We have a very close relationship, and, and all we really talked about, man, was just having a good year, finishing strong, and stuff like that. So I got hurt uh, the week before the Purdue series, so the week before opening day, and um, you know that I kind of just thought it was uh, you know some preseason pain type stuff. Didn't think it was anything serious. But once we found out it was torn, uh, the labor, I had a torn labrum. Um, you know, it was devastating. But it was frustrating. You know, before that, not knowing what it was, and, and just thinking it was some thing that I had to just get through and then once I found out it was torn it made it a little easier uh kind of figured out a plan of action that kind of got me where I needed to be every seven days but it was difficult you know it's definitely never the way that you want to go out you know in your last year but at the same time you know there's a lot of life lessons that I took from that experience and I'm just glad that I had guys on my team who week in and week out whether I threw to one batter or whether I threw seven innings they were there to pick me up support me and and our, our team did a great job. We had a lot of guys banged up. You know, Walner was banged up there towards the latter part of the year. Um, uh, and nothing serious, just, you know, some pains and aches after a long season and getting every day at bats. And Sean Tweedy as well was another one who pitched so much, and he's got, like, a broken elbow, basically. So we had a lot of guys banged up, but, you know, a lot of guys who toughed it out and um, ended up having, you know, a very successful season. Yeah, it just was. It was really strange, you know, with with everything that happened. But so proud of you guys. Uh, what what was the satisfaction that you got as a senior? I know we came up uh, a little short there at the end. But you think about, you know, you take LSU uh, to two great games. You beat Arizona State twice. What was the satisfaction that you had looking back at your careers at Golden? Okay, let me interrupt you, Stevie. We're gonna hold you over yeah. if you can hang on just a minute. We're about to hit a break. We want to let you finish. Yeah, yeah. We want to let you answer that question and uh, and uh, and hold you over through the break. So is that good? Yep, sounds good. All right, Stevie Powers is with us on the Eagle Hour. Coach John Stewart's in the studio with us. We're going to continue our conversations with both. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. Wherever you're listening, we're glad that you've tuned in. 
Uh, we've got Stevie Powers, uh, Southern Miss baseball pitcher on the show with us, track coach John Stewart in the studio with us. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Uh, whether you're looking for a track and field shirt, a baseball shirt, uh, something for your house or your car that has a Golden Eagle logo on it, you'll find it at Campus Bookmart. If you're listening in other parts of the state, uh, you can go online and uh, make your selections. They'll deliver it right to your front door at campusbookmart.net. All right, Stevie, we were talking about that injury that you had suffered, and uh, we interrupted you, so I want to let you finish that thought first. Yeah, um, the, so basically with the injury, uh, I tore my labrum, and, um, you know, it was tough, but we had a lot of guys kind of, you know, take over, I guess, um, you know, fill in spots and um, do a really good job. We had a bunch of guys banged up, but, um, you know, it was tough to get through at first mentally, but, you know, kind of figured it out. had a course of action with our great training, uh, athletic training staff over there at Southern Miss, and our pitching coach and, and our hitting coach and everybody else, uh, everybody in our program did a great job of getting me back out there. And this weekend, week out, competing as much as I could. And if I didn't have it that week, then throwing somebody else out there and letting them get the job done. So. Right. All right. Before we let you go, I, I did want to ask you this question. Uh, so you came here four years ago from Savannah, Georgia. I want you yep. to let our listeners know uh, what prompted you to come to Southern Miss. And then I, I, I'm curious to know, now that it's over, your feelings mm-hmm. about your four-year career here? Okay, so the first, that the reason I came to Southern Miss, I, I actually was uh, when I called and Coach Kai called me. Uh, I was a uh, it was a summer going into my senior year of high school. He said, "Hey, this is Chad Kai with Southern Miss. How you doing?" And I, you know, I was like, hey, "Who's Southern Miss?" And to be honest, I knew who they were from a football from a football side. I'm a huge football guy. I knew I obviously know who Brett Favre is, Ray Guy. You know, I knew that they had a really good football program historically, um, but I never really heard of them from the baseball side. And my dad was like, you got to jump on this for real. So he convinced me to take my visit out there. It was the last visit I took during my senior football season. And um, I had some football offers as well. And when I went out to Southern Miss, met the coaches and just the people there, um, we ran into the Gidry family actually uh, around the same time on my visit. And they invited us out to their house and, fell in love with their family, Matthew and JC and, and all of them, Todd and Marina Little. Um, you know, they were just welcomed us in with open arms, and we just knew that that was, you know, the family that we wanted to be a part of. Uh, and, um, you know, my family felt at home there. I felt at home there, and, and it made me just feel, uh, you know, like I was wanted. And that was something that I was extremely uh, thankful for. Coach Fed at the time was our pitching coach, and, you know, talking to him and his philosophies was everything that I wanted to hear. Um, you can talk. Obviously, Coach Barry is you know has the most class I think out of any head coach in college baseball, and um, obviously Coach Kai you know did a great job recruiting me just as he does with every guy who comes through there. So you know, we fell in love with Hattiesburg and the community, and and now you know that it's over. I'm sad that it's over. Um, you know I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do after this in terms of where I'm going to be um, location wise, but I will say that you know my home will always be Savannah. Um, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where I was born and raised. But I definitely have a second home in Hattiesburg. And, and all the people there, the community, the Southern Miss fans, the coaching staff, everybody in the athletic department, the faculty, um, you know, I cannot thank them enough for the past four years. They've given me everything I could possibly imagine, everything I could dream of. And I think, you know, most athletes at Southern Miss would say the exact same thing. So definitely a great place in my heart, and I'm glad God took me out there to Hattiesburg for sure. So no regrets is what I'm hearing. Absolutely none. I would not change a single thing. 
Well, let me just tell you, on behalf of uh, all of us that follow, follow Southern Miss Baseball, we're glad you came. We really appreciate everything that you've done for the program. And look, in this conversation, it's pretty clear to all of us here that you'll you'll be very successful the rest of your life, Stevie. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, young man. I appreciate that. Coach, good luck to you all next season. And uh, I'll be back in the fall to finish, so I'm, I'm sure I'll see you around. Uh, thank you very much. I got the wig for you if you want a few more years. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm going to come meet you. I'm going to come up there and meet you at the facility. So I hope you're ready. Come Uh, on. Thanks, Stevie, very much, man. All right. Y'all have a good one. Stevie Powers, everybody. I tell you what, you know, Coach, you talk to – Young Southern Miss kids like this, and and you just see you see what the the university is doing for young people, can't you? I tell you what, it's that's uh, that's something special to hear that from him. So he's a uh, he's a class act, and and we just we need more kids like him. No question. Well, speaking of class acts, how about you guys? You go out to the national outdoor track and field championships. You come back with the number twenty four finish in the entire nation. And as Luke put in such great perspective yesterday, uh, four All-Americans on your track team. I mean, have you stopped grinning since you got back? I tell you what, you know, I, I, I try to stop and think about that every now and then, but, you, you know, there's no there's no time to stop and think about it. You just you got to keep going and getting the next one and then finding the next one and finding the next one. So um, that was extremely gratifying for sure, being out there. It was a lot of fun, and the, and the kids were incredible. They were such great competitors and courageous the whole time. But, uh, you, you know, it, it's it's tough because, you know, I'm, always, I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, man, how in the world are you going to replace McKinley West? How are you going to replace John Warren? Those guys are just—they uh, were incredible. And uh, but you just hey, you just keep plugging away. We'll find another one. How'd you find those two kids right there? Well, McKinley West, I knew all about him when I, I recruited him at the University of Georgia when I was coaching sprinters there. And and I, you know, when he went to junior college, I just snapped him up as soon as I could. And you know, I think uh, you know McKinley, although he says he's five nine, he's every bit of five four. So he, you know, I think it kind of turned some people off but it didn't turn me off i know that you know track and field has no size requirement so we got him and then you know john was just uh you know almost a stroke of good luck his his i think his his parents are from uh, van cleave and he walked in the door one day and said hey i'd like to transfer and get closer to home and we just uh you know, of course i said let's go let's do it mm-hmm. so uh you know we we threw a uniform on as fast as we could listen to this luke this is going back to mckinley west for just a moment uh, he finishes his Southern Miss career as a six-time NCAA All-American, an eight-time Conference USA champion, broke three Conference USA meet records, and holds four school records. Pretty successful career. But he never beat me. <laughs> That's because he, he never, never raced you. <laughs> beat me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Coach, you know, McKinley was one of those ones, man. Man, we wanted him to get in the final. Uh, just, you know, barely missed it. Almost ran his uh, his his time. Uh, his, I think a personal best for him. But still, I mean, a 10 900 I, it, doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't get any easier. Every year, these kids just come out of the woodwork, and the United States just does this every year. They just bring out uh, just – there's so much talent here in this country and, and in the NCAA, and they just keep coming. And you got to be on your game all the time. And just when you think you made it, you know, someone's, you know, someone's out there to knock you off. But McKinley had worked so hard all year, and he was, he was just he, – he was incredible all year. I, it hurt my heart. And, uh, you know, because you run every step. 
step with the kids, you know, and I'm nervous for them. And, you know, Kenley's walking to the line. He's like, Coach, you're nervous, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. You know, but I was I was nervous. I had the butterflies, too. But but he, he had a fabulous career, and he did. He ran so well, you know. But when it takes 10-02 to make the final at NCAAs, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, that's, it's crazy. That, that's like the Olympic Games almost, so. It is. He, he finishes 13th overall, uh, two, uh, second team All-American, like Bob said, has so many All-American honors. But when you talk about saving the best for last, you, you wonder, you know, John Warren, uh, we've seen him literally week by week break records. Coach, his last jump in his career at Southern Miss, uh, he breaks his personal record and he breaks another school record. Put in perspective, I asked Mitch Williams yesterday to put in perspective how far 55 feet is on a triple jump. It's pretty astounding. I don't think I could throw a baseball that far. I'm not sure, but, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. He's, he's uh, uh, you know, John had been sixth place indoors, and, uh, you know, after being ranked, I think, third in the nation indoors, he finished sixth again, and he was knocked back to sixth place. And we we're just thinking, golly, just not again. He's just cursed with his sixth place. But then he just brought it on his last jump, moved him into fourth, which gave us just a couple more points, which snuck us into the top 25, and, and that was just that was incredible. Is is he, you know, you, you've been around for a, a while, but where does he kind of rank in guys that you've watched? Because, I mean, it's just every every time that we talk track and field on this show, his name's always at the top. Now, where does he kind of rank up? This I know it's hard for you as a head coach to do it, but where, where does he stand? Wow, that's that's uh, that's really tough to to put into perspective. You know, there's so many great athletes we've had, and and you know, and we've had, we've had several in the in the past few years here. But uh, you know, he's as jumpers go, he's definitely probably the best jumper that they've ever had at uh, Southern Miss, and and obviously he's the best there's ever been in Conference USA. He's got he holds a, a couple records in the triple jump in Conference USA, but. Um, he, you know, I, I can't just begin to, to just tell you yeah. how much he's meant to the program. And, and, you know, no matter what the records say, just being the person that he is and the athlete and the dedication and what he's done done and helped elevate our program, uh, you, you know, I'm not eloquent enough. I just don't have the words. All right, we're talking to uh, track and field coach John Stewart. We're going to keep him over during the break. When we come back, Coach, I want you to talk a little bit about two other kids, Caleb Parker and Eric Richards. We haven't got to them yet. And then uh, – Kind of have a general discussion with you about where your program's at and what do you do now moving forward. Coach Sean Stewart uh, returns on the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located at 2505 West 4th Street in Hattiesburg. One of the best lunches you can find in the Hub City, 895, with a drink every day. We greatly appreciate 4th Street Bar and Grill being a proud sponsor 
of the Eagle Hour. We continue with Southern Miss track and field coach John Stewart and uh, just an amazing finish. Golden Eagles have a top 25 finish at the Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Austin this past weekend. McKinley West, second team All-American. John Warren, uh, he and, and West both in their last meet. John Warren, a First team All American, but coach, I uh, want to talk to about two other first team All Americans. Three first team All Americans the Eagles have. Uh, Eric Richards was a guy, uh, high jump coming in, and, and you talk about, you know, McKinley West being under six feet. Eric Richards is, is at 5'9. Put it in perspective, anybody out there, you may be in a, a, a room that has an eight foot ceiling. Well, 5'9", Eric Richards basically cleared what almost cleared how tall your your ceiling would be right now. Coach, put in perspective to people seven feet four and a quarter inches. What the, what that is and what Eric Richards accomplished? Gosh, that's like uh, jumping over like just go up to a basketball net, the bottom part of the net, and you just get your whole body over that. Mm. That's uh, that's something else. It's kind of like uh, you know, it's it's like watching Spud Webb, you know, dunk a basketball every single every single practice. So, uh, you know, the great thing is. Eric is just a kid from Raymond, Mississippi, and we saw him jump, and he had some weird-looking technique out of high school. He, he went on to Heinz Community College, and then, you know, Coach Ellis recruited him and, and, and just been working with him, and, and uh, he's always had great talent, and we knew that he had some springs, and but, but he just really brought it on the last day, the biggest competition of the year, and, uh, you know, on the last attempt at 7-4.5, if, if, he, if he got that mark, then he was going to uh, – you know, score a few more points. We knew he's going to be an All-American already, but he just came through for us. And hey, it just it, it does my heart good to see the kids from Mississippi do, succeed like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you put in perspective. I could be dead wrong, and you know, bringing up his height. But what's the prototypical height for for a jumper? I mean, is he over exceeding his his body height? You know, at five nine. What what typically do you look for uh, height wise with a high jumper? Well, I mean, I, we don't necessarily look for height. We just look at uh, you know how high did they clear? What bar did they clear in high right. school? But uh, you know, he's he's definitely going to be up there on you know for the statisticians out there. He's going to be uh, somewhere at the top of uh, height over their heads. Uh, you know, there's, I'm sure there's some guy that went seven eight and he was five nine. And uh, there's there's been several Europeans and some of the Soviets have done that. But I'm telling you, you know, Eric, uh, that's that's quite an amazing feat to be as, as the height that he is and and, and getting that seven four. That's pretty amazing. Coach, he's a junior. Also, he's back. He's back. We get him again. Thank goodness. You know, uh, that's, uh, that's great to have, and, and he's going to be a good mentor for all the new kids that are coming in next year. Bob, we also talked about Caleb Parker. Uh, he, he did a personal best in the, the 110 uh, hurdles in the semi, and then, Coach, he comes back and he finishes fifth in the final, and he, he's an All-American also. I tell you, you know, Caleb, uh, Coach Ellis uh, coaches Caleb, and Coach Ellis has been telling me that, hey, he, this kid's locked in. He's so locked in. He's, he's had personal best for the last five races. He's in – He's run the fastest he's ever run for five races in a row at the end of the year, which is, uh, uh, 
you know, that's exactly what you want. I was, as a head coach, I'm just worried about, hey, does the kid check in to the race? Did he, did he bring his uniform? And, you know, I was more worried about that because I think two meets before he had forgotten his uniform at the hotel. So, you know, we're sending people back to run and get his uniform for him. But but he was he's just so focused, and he was just laser-focused all week. And, and he, he, he qualified for the final easily, and then the final he was just – he was money once again. We're talking to head track and field coach John Stewart. Now, Coach, when you when you came here, obviously you had aspirations for your program to to be where it is now. But I'm I'm curious to know how that timetable has worked out. Are you ahead of schedule, on schedule, behind schedule for what you hoped to create here? Well, you know, you always hope that you can turn it around in one year, but that's not that's not necessarily realistic. Uh, you know, it's it's such a slow moving growth that you, you know you almost don't see it. Uh, you go to practice every day, and, and and the the rate that everyone gets better, and the and the recruits that you bring in, it just it's a process that you know it just takes time, and you have to have patience. And um, you know, if you expect just to become a, have a world class program all of a sudden in one year, that's that's not always realistic. But that's what we want. But in year four, when we won a championship, and now and you know that we're top twenty five for the first time uh, in. Uh, you, you know, that's we're on schedule. You know, that's all I can say is we're on schedule now. The, the trick is to keep us here. Might add the university's top 25 program right now is track and field. Well, you know, I, I, there's so many great coaches in our in our athletic program, and you know, sometimes I just think I'm just very fortunate. But you know, when you're competing, and you know, you got baseball that's just incredible every year. You know, football has got great history, and um, it, you know, I'm I'm just very grateful that we are we're we're as good as we are, and we're at the point that we are in our program. So. Now, you told me that, that you can never relax, but I'm going to assume that success breeds success, makes it easier to recruit the type of athletes you want. What do you do from this point forward? Well, we just hey, we hit the ground recruiting again. I mean, it starts all over again. Um, you know, as soon as we get the new budget, we, we head out and we start recruiting. And we're just trying to maintain uh, our top 25 finish, and we're trying to, you know, get better. We're, you know, maybe next year we'll be top 20. Maybe the next year top 15. So you just try to continue to get the same type of athletes that, that, that you think are going to get you back to the national meet. And so that, how, been, how will that help you this year, though, to go out and be able to say – you know, uh, young man, if you come here, you can come be part of a top nationally ranked program. Hey, just like you said it right there. If you come here, you can be part of a top ranked uh, competitive program. If you want to be good, if you have aspirations for the Olympics or, or a national title or get, or just getting a ring on your finger, this is the place to come do it. You can do it here. You don't have to go, you know, get on a plane and fly somewhere else to go to another school to do it. You can do it right here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And are there a lot of good kids in Mississippi to go after? There's a lot of talent in Mississippi. You got to go out and find it. Sometimes you're not you're not going to be able to just read a stat book or read results and, and find those. You got to go find them. You got to go meet them. You got to go watch them. And and we do a good job at evaluating talent. I think, uh, the, you know, I have an incredible staff that's uh, helping me out, and uh, you know they do, they've done a fabulous job. But you got to go out and see kids. Mm. You know, and going back to this real quickly about McKinley West, it, you know, he places. 13th running a 10.09 and you said to qualify was a 10.04 
I mean, we're talking about we're not talking about a lot of difference there, are we? No, you're talking about a, a blink of an eye, a snap of a finger. That's it's that quick, um, you know. And it doesn't look that way when they're running in a race, and you can't tell. It, track and field is one of those things where you know you see it live. It's it's so much more impressive than it is just watching it on TV. Uh, you know, like baseball. So much to me, baseball is great. You, know, you can see that how fast the pitches are coming in. You know, when it's live, uh, you know, it's just a snap of a finger. It's just it, th- that's all it takes. The least little bit of mistake uh, can cause you to, to you know miss the final or miss uh, you know placing or missing a trophy. So you got to be you got to be mentally prepared and you just got to be physically prepared. You got to be on. There's no there's no room for mistakes. So in layman's terms, you're watching that you're watching this hundred meter dash, right? McKinley may finish not in the obviously in the top three, but from a layman's perspective, it would only be a half a step difference. Am I right? Exactly. Just not even a half a step. You know, six inches difference. So, um, but it, you know, to me, it, it, that there's so much pressure in track and field is to be at your best, and, and because it's just a, a game of hundreds of a second, or you know, uh, you, you know. It exposes all your character flaws. Basically, you got right. you got to be really on, and you have to be uh, you know uh, not just dedicated, but but hyper dedicated. So you're at your best at the right time. Right. All right, Luke. Well, this man and Coach Barry, these are two coaches that have it going. Wouldn't you agree? I, I do. And Coach, I I just want to encourage you. Social media among Southern Miss fans was wild Wednesday through Friday. I'm talking track and field was I, – I have my Twitter profile. Anything Southern Miss pops up on it. There were people all over the place that were watching, that were cheering for you guys. And I'll tell you what, you have created some excitement on campus, and we just want to commend you for that. Hey, well, thank you very much. I, you know, and that's one thing. I need to be a little better about social media. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a stalker or a lurker on social media instead of someone's going to post a lot of stuff. But that's why I have my young, cool uh, assistant coaches. They're good at putting that stuff out there. But I, I, I really appreciate that's that. That's why we have Luke on this show. Right. You know, right. He, that's how he wants us to yes. describe him, he's young and cool. You must have talked to him before he went on. Is that uh, I'll tell you what. Well, hey, no. Luke, Luke, you can be young and cool, man. <laughs> Don't. Don't believe don't believe anything Bob says. <laughs> he's missed your social media. Coach, we want to thank you. You're always you're always willing to come on the show. You always come to the studio. We really appreciate that. We look forward to having you again real soon. Thank you. Coach John Stewart, everybody, with his nationally ranked Golden Eagle track and field program. We'll be back, wrap the Eagle Hour up right after this. Thank John Stewart, 
head coach of track and field at Southern Miss, for joining us, as well as Stevie Powers, all the way from Savannah, Georgia. Wish Stevie all the best. Still trying to work it out where we can get Stevie Powers four more years of eligibility. Bob, maybe you can uh, contact the right channels. Right. He's, willing to, he's willing to come back. He made that pretty clear, didn't he? A South Paul javelin thrower. Never seen one before, but who knows? We Maybe we can pull you know, it off. Let's go back real quickly uh, to McKinley West. It's just hard to overemphasize how much success this kid had here. Six times named an NCAA All-American, eight-time Conference USA champion, three Conference USA meet records, and four university records. That's that's a summary of McKinley West's uh, track career here. I understand that we have him and John Warren coming on the show soon. And Coach told me, Luke, right before he left, that McKinley has already lined himself up a job. And as soon as he's uh, finished with the last couple of meets he's participating in, he's uh, going and becoming a state trooper for the state of Georgia. So what a great story is McKinley West. What a great story. Lining him up. John Warren will be on the story, uh, will be on the show tomorrow. You know, you ask how McKinley West is a six time All American. Well, it's because he runs in different meets. So, what that means is he was not only an All American in one event, he was an All American in a bunch of different events. So, uh, Sheila's walking in telling me McKinley West is going to be on the show Friday. Good deal. So, that all just great getting those, those two guys in. Fourth segment of Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center. You can go online. GulfportHomeCenter.ms and check out their great inventory. More room for you, more room for your family. Gulfport Home Center in Gulfport on Highway 49. Well, if you're wondering what Conference USA was going to do about basketball, particularly men's basketball, they're bringing back the bonus play. Mm-hmm. Just this past week, uh, the when Conference USA met for its spring meetings in Destin, actually they met in late May, they announced it this last week, uh, they're going to return the pod play, so uh, you'll have three pods, teams one through five, six through ten, and eleven through fourteen. Uh, Bob, you know, I went to that, that opening game this year, and there was a lot of buzz. There was a tournament feel to it, and from what I gauge from Southern Miss fans, I mean, it seems like most fans were, were, were cool with it because it was, especially when you finish in, in pod one, it's better basketball down the, down the stretch. Well, that's probably true. I, the objective, we were told initially, was to help get more teams in the NCAA tournament. And to that degree, I think we have to say it was not successful, correct? Yeah, and, and they, were, they were addressing that. Marshall Athletic Redder, uh Mike Hamrick, he was – talking to the media in this article that I was I was reading. Uh, they basically admitted that it didn't work getting multiple teams into the tournament. Number one, because Conference USA didn't have like an elite team. You know, you, you think about the Eagles, Southern Miss was the highest net team, uh, you know, going into it at the end of the year. Uh, our best team that got a berth, they had a net ranking over like 100. So the pod play system assumes that somebody's going to be in maybe the top 50. The other problem was everybody went two and two in pod play. And so that was what nobody's ranking really shot up. You had some of your best teams losing and some of your your worst teams in the pod winning. The other thing that hurt Conference USA, why the pod play system didn't work at the end of the year, was because Conference USA was 76-73 and in non-conference games. And so you basically put yourself towards the end of the slide in, in net ranking. So still, I think for it to work, Bob... Every, there's going to have to be two 
fairly good teams in order to bring everybody yeah. up. Well, you just hit on an important point, too. And in basketball, a football conference, USA has got to figure out a way to win more out-of-conference games, to win more games against big-name opponents, quote-unquote, uh, before they're going to get uh, any more respect from the selection committees or the or the people that uh, rank college football teams. And uh, that's been a struggle in basketball and in football. And I think until – someone figures out how to accomplish that, uh, they're going to continue to struggle to get the recognition they're looking for. Yeah, and it's just that's how you improve as a conference. You as a conference perform better than than other conferences. So they're going to try the pod play one more year. Next year at the at the spring meetings, they'll, they'll reevaluate it. Also in the works, they may try to pull this off on the women's side this year too. Nothing's been finalized. They're just tossing it around. What do you think about for it in, in women's? I'm not a big fan of it, period. I, I sort of go back to what Doc Sadler said. You know, you, you need to know who you're playing. And it just seems to me that from a tickets perspective, selling tickets, it's much easier if people know uh, what they're buying tickets to. I mean, does, <laughs> does that make sense? So when, when you're buying a no, ticket, yeah. would you like to know who you're buying tickets to go see play? I, so I'm not a fan of it, but obviously the obviously the league is. It's a nightmare on your your operations guys. You know, we had on the basketball operations guy uh, last week talking camps. I mean, think about, you know, he's looking, oh, yeah, week out, mm, got to get plane tickets or, you know, bus transportation, hotels. I have no idea where it's to, but shoot, let's do it. And and that's, that's one of the glaring issues with it, but we'll see, I guess. All right, who's on the show tomorrow, Luke? John Warren, and lining up a few more people also. All right, looking forward to it. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. As always, until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.